Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode of Inner Bloom. I am Alexa. I am Ambrosia. (laughs) And we are super excited because we are not alone today. We are joined by Ascension coach James Mallins. Hi, James. Hey. James. Pleasure to be on. I think that's your new name, James. Is that okay? (laughs) Call him James. James. We just rename guests on the show. (laughs) How are you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling good today. Good. Good day to have you on the show then. Um, Yeah, so actually I just, I don't even know how I ended up seeing you. There's like some people that just come across my path so interestingly and I'm like, I just get that intuition. You need to connect with them. You need to hear what they have to say. And I've been seeing you show up on my social media so much. And um, yeah, really excited to have you on here and just hear a little bit about you and all the information you're getting. But you know, as we always like to do on this podcast before just launching into all that, we really love to hear people's stories and, you know, where they came from and, and how they kind of got on this path to do what they're doing now. So we'd love if you could share some of your story with us. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, you know, I'll keep it within a time frame to be respectful. Sure. You could, you know, when I, I was a teenager, it, every, my entire evolution sparked from being bullied as a kid. So whether it was past life or whether it was just part of my life purpose here, I had to know what it felt like to suffer and to feel alone. And it kept on repeating itself over and over again. And until the day when I started to question why, you know, so I started to ask myself, why am I being bullied? Why do people not care about me? Why do people not love me? You know, is it me? What's my, you know, going down that path. And when I started to ask the right questions, which wasn't so much why it's happening, but why I'm allowing it to happen, that's when I stepped into my own power. Because then I realized, okay, so I'm allowing this to happen. So if I shift my perspective around it, I can stop it. And very quickly, my entire reality shifted and changed. And I was able to move on an entirely different path. And then from that moment onwards, I've just allowed my passion and my own inner wisdom to flow and it's led me to this moment you know doing videos and content and sharing a deeper idea of what life can be with people mm, beautiful powerful are you um what is like your main inspiration for this content you're sharing is it you know to give people oh you go ahead no, absolutely. It's it's uh, the biggest inspiration, the biggest reason and purpose as to why I do this is because I know what it feels like to suffer. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I know that you can get out of the suffering. So it's no, you know, it's, it's obvious that there are a lot of people around the world who are going through pain. They don't feel like they truly know who they are. They don't feel like they can live life to their fullest potential. And it's 
part of my purpose to show them how, you know, not from a sense that I know all the answers, but to guide them to their own answers, their own truth, so that then they can live life how they choose to, in love, in compassion, with, you know, how they want to. So it really is that in a nutshell. You know, what's interesting is we had a conversation with Jesus yesterday, and he said the same thing. Which is very interesting with what we asked before about the lion. So maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us the story. So I asked you before we started recording, what's going on with your neck tattoo? I saw that it was a lion. You showed me this really cool lion statue that your mom just bought you out of nowhere. So what's your connection to the lion? So this is really interesting. And before I kind of share this bit with everybody, I'm not never have been particularly religious. Mm-hmm. Although in the past year, the Christ, the idea of Christ consciousness has been coming up for me a huge amount. And not only that, but the rose as well. And now I start to see images of online and when I'm searching for images of Jesus and a lion's head and a lion's face. Now, many years ago, I used to work in a prison as an officer and I had this lion tattooed on my neck because at the time it was simply a symbol of the power of my voice mm-hmm. and kind of the the humble respect and appreciation of knowing that how we say things and the things that we do have a huge impact on the people around us and the world. So to me, it was this symbol of every time I look at myself, I know that I have the power within me, but also to see the responsibility of that. And then, you know, interesting connection, like we've recently, I've started seeing how the lion and, and Leo is associated with Christ. And I've seen how the rose is associated with Mary Magdalene from the things I've seen. And to me, it just depicts this idea that the Christ level consciousness is coming to a lot of people in the world and they're able to embody this really loving, nurturing energy that also has the ability to protect itself so that it can continue to love and nurture at the maximum of its potential. Wow. So that was the connection to, Okay. Yeah. Got it. Lion. So cool. Yeah. If you guys can't see, some people are watching on Facebook. Some people are listening. James has some really awesome tattoos and an awesome tree behind him. What does that tree mean to you? It's interesting because for a lot of synchronicity, there's a lot of good energy on, on this call already. A lot of really interesting synchronicities. Recently, I've been studying the idea of how ancient civilizations akin the tree of life to the dimensions. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'd start for the people watching Facebook, we'd start from, you know, the dimensions down below the first all the way up to what I have been studying to the ninth dimension, which is where you go back to the void and almost nothingness and you get to create a new reality all from scratch. Mm-hmm. So this was actually a gift of a, of a good friend of mine. And it's pure coincidence that it's here on this wall and, and that we're having this chat right now. It just it's to me, it was a different backdrop that I wanted. And I have a really strong affinity with with trees and and a connection with them they you know this idea that it's phenomenal because i don't know how many people really think about it but this idea that our lungs have um capillaries alveoli and and, you know going through Mm -hmm. and the tree looks exactly the same and the tree gives us oxygen to breathe into just the the connection is to me is really amazing have you ever tried to like communicate with trees I do, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of it hit me one day because I was like, I'm walking by this tree, and I it just it just came to me, and I was like, I, I never say hello. 
Yeah. You know, like this this tree is here, has been here for 20 years, as much as I've known. And not once have I actually acknowledged its existence. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I, I kind of, I, I stand next to it. I thank it. I'm, you know, thank you for being here. It's amazing. And just kind of, I then started to dive into this this feeling of when you communicate with it, it's almost like an antenna, you know, it can maybe mm. help you to connect with other dimensions, but that's just something I've been playing in with, with my mind. So mm. okay. you're reminding me that I left my, my little tree outside and she doesn't like being outside too long. <laughs> so <laughs> a little tree, like a portable. Yeah. Tree? She's like my little money tree. And oh. um, we have conversations and she's a little sassy. And so she likes a certain amount of sunlight, but then likes to go back in if the weather is <laughs> She's going to be pissed. I know. <laughs> I'm going to text my son, like, go get her and bring her back inside. <laughs> okay, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, yeah. So, James, I know that you said you're an Ascension coach and Ascension is just – it's a huge topic right now. I mean, it's, it's what's happening, right? Like some people look at what's happening and can say it's the end of the world. And some people like us look at what's happening and are like, no, we're ascending. Like we're making this great awakening, transformation, quantum leap, whatever you want to call it. Like we're really, there's really this energy in the air of like, ooh, this is what we came here for. This is what we came here for, right? And Mm -hmm. so would love to hear your perspective just on these times and and really what's happening right now, um, especially for those that, uh, might be uncertain or might maybe need kind of a more hopeful perspective? <sighs> Interesting. The way I'd like to respond to that is for, for people who are feeling hopeless and, and they're seeing what they are seeing on the outside, I would like to invite you to start asking the right questions to yourself. You know, how you feel about what is going on, how you feel about how people are approaching it, you know, and I kind of to approach that question, I I go down two paths. The first path is for anybody who's watching. And if you're feeling fear and anxiety, focus on you. Right. Focus Mm -hmm. on you before you focus on anybody else, because and this is meant with the deep, most humble and, and respect if it doesn't sound arrogant. The only reason why I, and I don't know if you, you ladies would agree, the reason why I do the videos and put the content out is because I've become strong enough to put myself out there whilst also loving and respecting myself equally, right. you know. But, you know, people might message me with really, really long, high intense things. And I'll say, you know, I, I just don't have the capacity at the minute and things like that. So just to come full circle, it's really focus on you first. And realize that we are moving through a time of awareness, of realization. Because hundreds of thousands of people are finding out things they may not have known. They are coming to realizations that they perhaps never realized. And this is a really gentle process. You know, give yourself time. It doesn't matter if it seems like we're in the midst and a lot has to be done. There are people doing the work. So give yourself time. And then when you're ready, join it and share any light that feels comfortable with you. Mm. I love that. That's such good advice. That's yeah. beautifully said as well. 
especially because I think as like empaths and people who are more intuitive and awakened and really sensitive, it's so easy to get overwhelmed with all, especially when you're awake, right? Your eyes are open. Suddenly you're like, wait, that, that, this industry, like the, the food industry, like the pharmaceutical industry, like war, like, I mean, everything, right? The environment, especially like all of these things just start coming into focus and you're like, oh my God, you're seeing like the truth of what's really been going on. And it can feel so overwhelming to the point that, you know, it's easy for us to shut down. Um, And so I think it's really important, like you're saying to someone, one of, uh, one of our clients actually, who's extremely intuitive the other day said to me, you know, I just keep getting this feeling, this intuition that, just being here is enough. Just being here with your eyes open, that is enough. And if you feel inspired to do something beyond that, and of course we all have our, our own life, you know, um, we have our, our life paths and our own personal journeys and things we individually want to accomplish on this li- in this life, right? But it's like just the understanding that just you being here with the knowledge that you have kind of like a crystal – right? That is doing a lot that maybe you're not understanding fully or seeing, but to to have that awareness and let yourself relax into that and then take action towards, like you said, what you genuinely feel inspired to do, not what you feel like you should do or must do or we all must do, right? It's like knowing Mm -hmm. that each person is a part of that puzzle and it's all happening. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Um, we're both just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so James, how do you, um, what types of things do you work with your clients on and, and what would be something that you hear a lot from people? I know the suffering is one of them. Well, I don't know that I'm assuming. Well, I think a lot what are the, the biggest things I hear a lot is people doubting themselves. Mm-hmm. people not quite understanding the true value of who they are and what they can do. Yeah. And to kind of like, and this can go with ascension and this, I, I want to link this with what you mentioned as well about, you know, these ideas of rules and having to do something. The way I coach or help people is simply by helping them to explore themselves because there are no rules in, in my opinion, and of course it's an opinion, but you know, when it comes to ascension and when it comes to awakening and, and rising in your own power, what works for one person may not work for another person. So right. therefore we explore that within the individual, you know, like, how do you feel? Does this resonate? If it doesn't, that's okay. You know, like if I'm doing a reading or I'm channeling for somebody and it doesn't resonate, that's all right. Cause maybe it'll resonate in a week or two weeks and then that's happened, you know? And it's like, they're like, my goodness, like it literally come out of, and you know, you know, that's how it works. Cause, and not because, and this, this, I feel like I want to say this for the people watching, not because there's anything special about me or because, oh, it's fantastic, but simply for the fact that we all have the ability to tap in to those levels of intuition, those levels of, of energy and, and being, you know? So, Coming back to what I was saying is like it's simply a process of asking yourself what feels right for you, you know, and then finding those solutions and those answers. Mm-hmm. I love that. We were we were talking about that too recently between Ambrosia and myself. We were talking about how, you know, 
for example, in the United States right now, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> on the West Coast, everything is on fire. On the East Coast, um, you know, there's other, there's like hurricanes, there's all kinds, in terms of environment, yeah. there's a lot of different things going on depending where you are. There's also different things going on politically depending where you are. There's protests in certain areas and there's not in other areas. There's, you know, so Ambrosia has been getting this intuition lately. She's been sharing about like that she just feels like she needs to get in an RV and go somewhere. Go somewhere. Just leave. Just mm-hmm. leave. <laughs> I've recently been tapping into my intuition quite a bit more and I'm like, hmm, I don't feel that way. I actually feel like I'm supposed to stay put you know? And I think it's really before actually the past couple of weeks when I've been tapping in in a much stronger way, I've been very kind of like dependent on other people's intuitions. And it would like kind of scare me and be like, put me in a state of confusion because I can't feel for myself. And I think you're just illuminating a point of like everybody, just because you're on the same wavelength with someone and you're in the same community with someone or you're, you're friends with someone, it doesn't mean that you are necessarily, that you have the exact same trajectory or that you have the exact same path or that you have the exact same... Uh, Message. Yes. Mm. And and I think that just goes back to what you're saying about like really learn to learn about yourself and learn to tap in with yourself because that's where all the information is going to come from, right? Yeah. And it's really interesting, and there's something I want to say, and I'm interested in how I'm going to connect this with what we're talking about. But I think it also is about understanding the balance between sacredness and irreverence. So this mm-hmm. idea that everything in the world has purpose and meaning, and it's beautiful and incredible and amazing, and at the same time, it's pointless, and meaningless. And let me kind of dive into that. If you sit on a bench and you see a spider or an ant, you know, crawling on the floor, take consideration next time you have a look. And some people who are watching, they might have already done this. But I was looking, and I was looking down the floor, and I saw this ant, and it hit me. And it hit me because in that moment, I had the choice as to whether I wanted to step on that ant and end its life in this moment. There's two paths that that goes down because the first thing I ask myself is what gives me the right to end that ant's life? And the second thing that goes down is if I'd done it by accident, maybe it would have fed nature around it. Maybe there would have been another insect or animal that would have gained nourishment from it. And to kind of take this on a bigger level, if you think of lions and antelopes, it can be a pretty gruesome thing to see a lion hunt for its food. And it might feel sad. You might think, oh, my goodness, well, the antelope didn't have to you know, go through that and experience that, but it has. But then the antelope will, the bones of the antelope will feed the grass and the grass will feed, will grow and feed the other antelopes. And then the hyenas and the lions will feed. And it's about this cycle of life. You know, as we walking through life, when and here's how I connected, when decisions and intuition and choices come our way, it's about free will. So even guides might say, this is a good thing to consider, Mm -hmm. but then it's only ever given with a choice, you know, and no matter what somebody says to you or how you feel or vice versa, everything is a choice of perspective, the ant, the lion and life, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's balancing sacredness with the reverence. Don't worry about making the wrong choice. Because chances are, even if you perceive it as wrong, it's going to be right because it will lead you where you need to be. So, 
Yeah. And you'll never know the outcome of the other choice you would have made anyway. So mm -hmm. what's the point of worrying about, did I make the right choice or not? You've already made the choice. Absolutely. It's beautifully said though. You said it much better than I did. Maybe it's the accent. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, can you tell us a little about uh, Starseeds and how you, um, so are you a starseed? You said you channel, what does that mean to you? I have all the questions for you. It's really interesting because I'll always be totally honest. I connect with starseeds, Palladians, Arcturians in the way of knowing in my soul who I am on a bigger level. As for past lives, the only one I know about on the slightest level is of native Indian origin. I know that I was a native Indian. It screams from my soul. But anything else, I have no idea. And when it comes to channeling, um, I started channeling, learning to channel, in fact, um, last year. And it took me a very, very long time to really open the connection and then have the courage to even do it on a Facebook Live. Um, there are a few beings who I have connected with. One of them is uh, the Council of the Nine. I couldn't tell you in depth. They came to me in meditation and, and I literally, out of nowhere, it was like, we're the Council of the Nine. We're going to be communicating with you soon. I'm like, I don't even know who that is. I told my friend, he's like, are you serious? You don't know who they are? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of went down that process. And then the others are my two guides. And one of them is Marcus and one of them is Sakura. And they've been with me from the very beginning. So... That's yeah, cool. it's, yeah, it's, I guess I, I'm still exploring a lot of that myself, you know, as well. Yeah, that's, I think that's the same group of energy that Ambrosia channels, because we, we call them the Arc Nine. Yeah, I've heard them referred to the, um, the Council of Nine as well. Mm. It feels like they're coming to many people, mm. many different people. Yeah. Um, so what do, um, now I'm all fumbling over my words. How do your sessions go? And do you go into trans channeling? Do you channel in a different way? Um, and what information is most important for you to share? Or do you believe is most important for you to share from them right now? Not that you have so to channel, I'm just saying. So it's interesting because the first Facebook Live channeling I did, because I was extremely nervous to do it in the beginning, I chose the channel from my soul. And that to me was, it was almost like I closed my eyes and I went and took my time to get into that, that brainwave state. And then it's, it feels like I have one foot in and one foot out. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like somebody comes in, they stand next to me. And I have one foot in this reality and another foot in a higher dimension. And then I allow it to flow. And I have to watch back what I say to know fully what I've said. And that's kind of the experience that I have when I channel. And I just allow whatever needs to come to just flow out of me. As for the information, I'm still developing. It's interesting because I even get this now. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm developing the strength of my connection Okay. in a sense that it's, whatever flows flows so it's kind of like a lot of what i channeled on a live perhaps a month or so ago was through the collective you know a lot of right. stuff i can't even remember now it's funny because you know you have to watch the <laughs> back to remember what you said but it's funny I'll, I'll have to go and check that myself but yeah that's that's where i'm at with that that's good do you ever get um sad or 
I don't know if sad's the right word, but it's the only word I have right now. When you have to come fully back into this reality in this dimension. It's interesting you say that because I did one channeling session. It's still on my Facebook Live and it's on my YouTube as well, actually. Um, I got to the end of a session and what I have come to know as the, if you can even give a word to a being that high, um, a seraphim came through me. And after I'd finished channeling and I, the connection had just gently faded away, I burst out crying. And it's like, it's lit. And, and I was so spaced for the next three to three and a half minutes that it took me time to breathe and bring myself back to this reality. Again, hence why I have work on myself to stabilize that connection because it I was up in I don't even know where I was in the clouds so it really like took my breath away it takes my breath away every time I do it it's really it's you know you, you your head starts tingling and then it's it's something else yeah what's a seraphim I was gonna ask that too so again like the f interesting thing when they came to me there was no need for a name so I'm purely hypothetically doing this but what it's depicted as in human terms is a being that is one step down from source so we could say wow perhaps the eighth dimension and it, it, that's why there was no need for a name i didn't ask for a name i wasn't given a name but it was very very high in in my third eye and my consciousness it was a huge angel almost of, of light and it just came down slowly and just settled around me. And then I allowed that to flow through. And it was really intense. Mm. Like to channel that type of energy was really, really intense. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. I, do you have more questions about channeling, Amy? I, I was going to say, I feel like humans are the only ones that really get hung up on names. You know, I feel like other dimensions <laughs> and other beings are like, whatever, whatever you want to call us. It's really fascinating because when my uh, first ever guide came to me, I almost felt like I was going to be, it was rude to ask for a name. I'm like, yeah. in my in my mind, it's, they've just presented themselves because I turned a lot of guides away and they presented them and I just sat there and I, I was almost like just gratitude. I'm just, thank you. Wow. And this is energy I can connect with. And I didn't ask. And then it came to me later. So interesting. Mm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I think we like names because we are very, I mean, the name is the ego, right? The name is what separates mm. us. And and, the, and these entities and energies, these loving entities in the Arc Nine and all these that you're referring to, I feel like that message and that energy is more about connection and all being one, right? So it makes sense that it feels weird to ask for a name, you know, or that that doesn't resonate with them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was going to ask a question. So yeah. when you channel, because I, I love talking to other channels, when you channel, do you ever imagine, this is what I imagine sometimes when I get ready to go into that state, I always imagine that I'm like calling someone on the phone and like, let's, let's see if you're going to pick up, you know, like, let's see how strong the connection is today. I always just imagine them like, hello, how's it going? <laughs> 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 that is it how do you imagine it how is it for you so for me it's interesting it's been like this from day one um i put my entire body into relaxation as best as humanly possible 
and then I go to this realm that is completely pure white. Mm. And then from there, I there is a door that's in front of me, and I have a, a very, very tall being that kind of always sits by that door with no face and long robes, and they just stand there. And then mm. when I walk through the door, that's when I develop the connection. And to me, it's almost like going through that door is going past the dimension where there's duality. So there's no darkness that can come through in that moment. And it is only beings of light in my experience. And that's kind of what I try to do because I want what comes through to be. It's interesting because as part of me, that's, you know, the darkness is necessary, but I still want what comes through to be of a place of love and to be in service of humanity, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's my process. Yeah, yeah, that that so makes sense. It's interesting that you say that because I always ask when I'm doing readings or when I'm connecting for their highest good. And then I heard, um, well, their highest good is subjective. Mm. Because sometimes people need to suffer to experience their highest good. And so it was like, touche, all right. Uh, perhaps their highest excitement. You know, but I feel like the the general theme is there. The general point is there. But yeah, just like you said, the darkness is just as valid and important as the light. But you don't have to live there. Mm -hmm. um, I did have another question. Now I don't remember. Alexa, do you have a question? I have a question. Um, I keep thinking of, for some reason, I keep wanting to ask you about your family. Um, I know that you mentioned like bullying when you were younger um, and that being a part of your story. And I'm just wondering, like, when you started on this path and started doing all this stuff, like, what was your experience? Was your family like totally open to it, into it? Was your or if not family, like your close community? Like, what was that like for you? Because there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are very afraid of that. They're very afraid of the coming out of the closet part and what that will the ripple effect. This is a really interesting, a really, really good question. Um, in this, in regards to my family, uh, I only have my mother and my father, and they luckily they've supported me through everything. And, you know, they let me crack on and to do what I have to do. In regards to friends and people from the past, I evolved from being a child who was in tune with his imagination, just wanted to play and do and just be himself. And then I turned into somebody else to defend myself, which was a man of uh, very high anger and aggression and not physically, but if anybody challenged me in a way that I felt was bullying, the fire would be unleashed, you know, and it was not healthy and it wasn't fantastic, but it was what allowed me to keep doing it. If somebody said some people used to make comments about the food when I was bodybuilding and they'd get a mouthful, you know, people would you know, make comments about me wearing jumpers or in the gym. And, you know, when it comes to all this stuff, people would say, oh, I don't want to see the videos anymore. I don't want to see you doing this. Are you like, almost like they were concerned for my, yeah. <laughs> like my, my, you know, state of mind, like I was going insane or something. And to me, I developed the ability to detach. And this, I say this with a, this is purely my experience, but I developed the ability to detach really, really well. Mm. And it, <laughs> made me very, very lonely for an extremely long time. But it gave me the opportunity to fully discover who I was because I couldn't expect anyone else to hold the space for me to do so. So in relation to your comment, for people who are 
allowing them or looking to share this kind of stuff, there are two things you have to realize. First of all, it's only ever how you think about yourself that matters. Opinions are fleeting and give very minimal value only depending upon how they're given. Yeah. You know, just to give an example, a lady said to me, hey, James, um, maybe in your video you should talk more about the protection of channeling because, you know, people might connect with darker beings. She was absolutely right. So taking that opinion and advice, I changed the video. Another uh, guy came to me and he said, James, you all, you only ever acknowledge the women. You never acknowledge the guys. Ooh. The night before, I'd had a 15-minute conversation on a live trying to help this guy with his business and spirituality. So the information was based upon his own perception, which, in my opinion, was wrong. So I didn't take it. That's the bit mm -hmm. with opinions. To come back full circle, you have to have sacred space. Love yourself. If you're passionate about this content, share it. Yeah. You know, if you're afraid of doing it wrong, it's not possible. <laughs> you know, we learn and we grow. Even if you do, quote, do something wrong, which, again, is impossible, you will learn from it. And, you know, if people criticize you, if they say, oh, this is ridiculous, that's a load of BS, where did you get that from? Realize that they're probably not open enough to understand your perspective or your idea around it. So free yourself from that opinion and just have detachment and sacred boundaries. Mm. And what do you do for those people just to take this a step further if it's like your community that you've built around you, right? Is It's kind of like, so when I had my awakening experience, right? It can often be very scary for people when you wake up and realize, wait, everything that I thought is actually different. And that feels scary not only because it's just a, a mind fuck, right? But <laughs> two, because suddenly you look around at your surroundings and you're like, am I going to lose all of this? Am I going to lose all these people that I love, right? Um, because you don't, you're pretty, if you've been living a different sort of life, you're pretty sure that these people aren't living that way, right? So it feels, it feels scary. So what if, just to kind of go deeper, you know, people like, People want to come out of the spiritual closet. They want to share this information. They want to really serve humanity, all of this. But they literally have a group of people around them that that is their group of people and they don't have anyone else. And they're afraid that this group of people, like of, of abandonment. Like what would you say to that? The fear of abandonment is the key of what you said there, because to approach that is a very delicate subject. And the way I would approach that is by suggesting to any individual experiencing that to look at your masculine and your feminine mm. and to integrate both energies. What do I mean by that? As I was going through this process of sharing the stuff I was sharing, it was from a feminine place. It was from a loving place. I want to help people. I want to do what my soul is calling me to do. And if I try to bottle my soul up, it'll feel like I'm going to explode. So I was going to share it, regardless of the opinions of others. That's my feminine. But then I also stepped into my masculine so that when somebody comes at me and says they're worried about me because I'm doing videos on helping people and consciousness and these ideas of life, I'm able to bring my fire up, move into mine and just be like, that's cool. That's your idea of what it is. That isn't mine. If you can't accept me flowing through this, if you're, 
scared of it, if you're intimidated by it, if it's, you know, then that's something you have to work on. And if you can't accept me going down this path, I can't stop myself from sharing what my soul is calling me to do. So therefore, to me, it's not a, it's not a if or but. It's I'm I'm not going to stop doing this. So it's a, it's, this is a much bigger topic, and it depends on different variables. What I would suggest is the masculine and feminine. Again, sacred boundaries, detachment, masculine, feminine, and being able to really work with both of those in that scenario. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how did you, because you said you worked at a prison? Mm-hmm. That must have been an intense experience. <sighs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was just another Tuesday. But my question would be <laughs> He's making a lot question, of faces right now. <laughs> my yeah. question would be how do you move from that? into a position that you're in now, you know, because a lot of our listeners have their nine to five. I can't do anything different. I want to do something different. My soul is calling me to really step outside of what I'm doing. But I feel like most people get scared and most people decide this is the safest place, even if they're suffering, Mm -hmm. even if it's not what they feel like is in their highest alignment. So what would you say to that? And could you expand a little bit on that part of your reality? A hundred percent. Working in the prison was, it was very challenging. It's one of the most intimidating things I've ever done in my entire life. You know, like you don't know if you're going to go into work and have a fight. You don't know if you're going to go into work and have people shutting themselves or it's huge, the stuff that can happen. One thing it gave me was perspective. I finally realized that the people on the darkest levels of humanity that have done the darkest things, and this is not to condone their actions, but when you actually are able to look in the eyes of some of those people, you can see the child that was never allowed to actually be the child it was wanting to be. Yeah. You know, and there is a very, very fine line from what I'm saying here. And you, it would be my idea that you'd have to experience it to know what I mean by that. But I've had guys who I've started talking a little bit deeper to, and they just, it's like their their whole reality just, they, they just phase out of reality and they're just looking at you. You can see like a glint in their eye. You can see like they've never been talked to like this. They've never been showed any kind of respect or love. And my my objective was obviously never to get punched in the mouth. You know, like I want right, to yeah. do my job and go home, right? Like, you know, I want to have peace. I don't want to fight. I'm that kind of person. And so I wanted to, if I give them respect, I got it in return, which surprised mm-hmm. me. You know, I always got it in return. But to go from a nine to five and a job where you are in those positions to then doing what you're going to do, there's two things. First of all, you have to be willing to meet the people that think you're insane for doing so. The guy who ran my prison said to me he wanted me to go on sabbatical. He was like, I've been, I've tried to do it and I failed. I'm like, you're you're not me (laughs) to say that is 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 insane like this is my choice and i left and i've never actually worked a nine to five since i left that job which if i can just link that into anybody who has the fear of leaving the nine to five one thing i realized is that if you do leave and you you know that this is your path and you are not willing to accept anything other than this you will be supported in ways that will shock you and stun you because there have been times where I've 
been there was a long time where I lived on no money and I was doing all this stuff and to me the only thing that mattered was sharing the stuff that was in my heart and I knew the masculine there's no way I'm getting a job the feminine trust in the flow you know it's a lot of the stuff I do masculine and feminine like it's merging these two. we all have them within mm-hmm. you know like the feminine is rising in the world and it's a beautiful thing because we need that but it's rising in every human being in my opinion you know, men and women. So if we can understand that, then you can understand that even if you're a lady or if you're a guy, you can embody these and do anything. That's, these are the, this is the alchemy of creation mm. is by understanding these energies help you to create your life, you know? Mm. So. Love that. That was an awesome answer. Thank you so much. Mm. And um, as we're kind of nearing the end here well not quite but still um you know how can people who are listening who are interested in coaching or just interested in you how can they get more content from you how can they work with you how can they find you all that yeah sure so i i predominantly post content on facebook instagram and youtube and it's just james malins m-a-l-i-n-s or you see it on the live perhaps and so you just type my name in you should find me and uh, I welcome anybody, you know, like you're, you're more than welcome to come across and see my content. And, you know, if, if I am lucky enough for you to want to work with me, then the door's always open, you know. So absolutely, yeah, more than welcome to. Beautiful. And is there anything else before we wrap up that you feel super called to share to anyone listening? Um, I'm just very grateful for the opportunity from both of you to, to come on your, your show. And it's it's been a pleasure and talk about some really interesting stuff and yeah, that's just honored to be here. Yeah. Thank you so honored much. to have you. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you for receiving. Thank you for saying yes. Uh, thank all of you for watching and for listening. We love you all so much. Um, you can, we'll put the links to James's accounts and stuff in the show notes. You guys can just click there if you want to see more of him. And, uh, yeah, James, thanks so much for coming on. You'll have to come back sometime and we'll have to link up. It would be great. Um, and until next time, everyone, keep on blooming. We love you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.